Welcome to the WTJX Newsfeed. In today's top stories, following the annual Jump Up event on St. Croix, we speak with Christiansted business owners on how current road projects may have affected the event. The Cannabis Advisory Board now has a quorum. The Department of Public Works has completed repairs to the Crumb Bay Water Island dock. These stories and more on today's WTJX Newsfeed. From the Virgin Islands Public Broadcasting System Studios on St. Thomas, this is the WTJX Newsfeed with Marcelina Ventura Douglas. Welcome to the WTJX Newsfeed, bringing you the latest news and updates throughout our community. Business and vendors in downtown Christiansted St. Croix broadened the start of the Christmas season with the annual Jump Up festivities. While decorations, entertainment, and shopping were highlights of the event, residents wanting to attend were forced to maneuver dug-up streets and search for limited parking. We spoke with Lori Hirons, owner of the Gecko Boutique on Company Street, to find out how the current road projects affected business at this year's event. The first jump up of every season is always a good one, and it's because it's always right before Christmas. You know, it's typically busy anyway. Um, I don't think it affected the bricks and mortar stores as much as it did the vendors that set up out front. Um, I mean, it affected us to the extent that people were having a hard time, you know, getting through and that, you know, because the roads are so bad. But then even if they got through trying to find a parking spot, that was the biggest thing. But I walked down King Street, King Cross, um, right before it started. And I mean, there were vendors trying to set up tents in basically gutters because, you know, the gravel and everything else is decayed so badly from where it is. I know I know of at least two vendors who made the decision not to even show up. Ms. Hirons referenced the meeting held several weeks ago at Government House by St. Croix Administrator Samuel Sanez, where business owners were assured by contractor Marco St. Croix that once the Virgin Islands Waste Management Authority had paid him, the work would be done by the start of the season. You know, they were all saying at that town meeting, it'll be fixed before season, everything's going to be fine, and it's all just a crock. I mean, none of it's been fixed. We caught up with Matt Ridgway from the Christian Said Retail and Restaurant Association, the organizers of Jump Up, to talk about the outcome of the event. Overall, we were pleased to see the attendance of Jump Up, but we were disheartened to learn that one person that chose to join the festivities did fall and sustain injuries to their arm. So this, it's really unfortunate that we don't have a safe environment for ourselves and our visitors. Um, so that's disappointing. In terms of sales, uh, the stores, they didn't sell as much as they usually do. So the attendance wasn't what it usually is. And I think that people are overall, they're reluctant and a little bit discouraged to come out to Christian said right now. And what's worse is the problem that we were trying to have solved for jump up remains. The streets are getting worse by the day. Mr. Ridgway shared that he had a meeting scheduled today with representatives from the Virgin Islands Waste Management Authority, but he was still disheartened. It's really unfortunate, and I know that a lot of people, a lot of the merchants in Christian said are concerned about making sure that the streets are, are paved for the tourists, and, and that is all well and good, and they should be safe for the tourists to walk around, but what about us? What about Crucians? What about Virgin Islanders? I think that we deserve better. 
and it's not just it's not just the roads and Christian said it's lead in the water it's 6,000 gallons of diesel being spilled in St. Thomas destroying the environment it's our schools it's our hospitals like we all deserve better but until we start holding ourselves and one another accountable I don't know that we're going to see any change and it's it's one of those things that we have to come together as a community and decide that we we want we want more for ourselves and we've always said that we don't have the money to do it but the reality is that we do have the money to do it now and if we don't get these projects done correctly and on time our children will never forgive us for missing this opportunity we'll work to update you as the situation evolves since jeffrey epstein's suicide in august 2019 the Virgin Islands government has pursued civil claims against several people and businesses connected to Mr. Epstein, resulting in settlements totaling just over $250 million. A new lawsuit, however, filed by five victims of Jeffrey Epstein, contains allegations against the Virgin Islands government and officials, like former First Lady Cecile DeYoung, who is accused of doing nothing while Epstein raped a woman in the next room. The victim's lawsuit includes allegations about conduct that occurred between 2001 and 2019. According to the 37-page complaint filed in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York, quote, Epstein did not act alone, end quote. Much of the information in the new lawsuit was taken from depositions of the Virgin Islands government officials during litigation that the Virgin Islands Justice Department initiated against J.P. Morgan Chase Bank. In that complaint, the government said bank officials violated the Trafficking Victims Protection Act by failing to report Epstein's suspiciously large cash transactions, which he was using to pay victims and others involved in the conspiracy, such as politicians. Government officials claimed that the lawsuit against J.P. Morgan was filed for the benefit of Epstein's victims. But according to the new lawsuit, the government's complaint against J.P. Morgan ultimately exposed just how much Virgin Islands leaders were willing to assist a known sexual predator. During a Housing Authority board meeting yesterday, the Virgin Islands Housing Authority's Executive Director, Robert Graham, expressed seeming skepticism at the handling of the water quality crisis affecting residents on St. Croix. Unless someone from the command center or the governor or, or, or the WAPA CEO is willing to drink the brown water on camera, it is not resolved in the minds of residents. And I would think that any, any rational parent would not allow their child to drink the brown water. And so there needs to be more attention, a uh, focus on that issue as opposed to the, 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 the lead, which is a serious issue but it, it certainly needs to be uh, covered because even if their testing is complete, the issue of the brown water will continue because of the corrosiveness that's inside the pipes. The Internal Revenue Service announced tax relief for St. Croix residents and businesses affected by elevated levels of lead and copper in the water supply. Taxpayers now have until February 29, 2024, to file their various individual and business tax returns and make tax payments. Deadlines falling on or after October 25, 2023, and before February 29, 2024, are granted additional time to file. The February 29th deadline also applies to quarterly estimated tax payments 
normally due on January 16, 2024. If any affected taxpayer receives a late filing or late payment penalty notice from the IRS that has an original filing, payment, or deposit due date that falls within the postponement period, they should call the telephone number on the notice they received and have the IRS abate the penalty. After reports that the Cannabis Advisory Board has been unable to implement rules and regulations because it does not have a quorum, former Department of Agriculture Commissioner, now Special Advisor to Governor Albert Bryan Jr., and Advisory Board member, Positive Nelson, says they now have a quorum. Initially, uh, upon uh, movement of individuals, myself being moved from agriculture, attorney evangelista moving, being moved from uh, DLCA, uh, there was an assumption that the board was dysfunctional or without a quorum because of our, of our movement. However, the law provides that we will remain on the board until our replacements are named and is in place. So the board is in fact functional and there, we have a meeting planned for December 13th where we will continue to discuss and deal with the matters in front of us as a cannabis advisory board. But we were at a stalemate at some point because we needed to have that question answered by the AG's office. You are listening to the WTJX newsfeed. The Virgin Islands government has implemented an auto expungement law meant to clear minor cannabis convictions from criminal records. We spoke with Governor Albert Bryan Jr.'s special advisor, Positive Nelson, who is set to head a task force as they seek to implement the new law. As it relates to the expungement, uh, the automatic expungement that was allowed and is being passed to Act 8680 and then funded to Act 8679, the expungement task force has met. Uh, we had our formation meeting and an organizational meeting, rather, and we're, we had an initial meeting in which we have a list of some 90 or so candidates who may actually qualify for uh, who has been convicted under the simple possession law that we're going to review. And we're going to put a, we're late with putting out this report, but we're going to put a report together to send to the Office of Cannabis Regulation, who then releases that report publicly. The task force consists of representatives from the Office of the Virgin Islands Attorney General, the Office of the Territorial Public Defender, Legal Services of the Virgin Islands, the Virgin Islands Bar Association, and the Virgin Islands Justice Initiative. Mr. Nelson stated that individuals who have a conviction they feel should qualify should reach out. Since the new law is accommodating up to two ounces, we want individuals who might have a conviction that feel they should actually qualify to contact uh, myself via email at positive.nelson uh, at go.vi.gov or they can give me a call at, at 340-690-1748 uh, where we will get them on a list and pull their file. We would like for them to have their, if they have their uh, a record number or an arrest date or something like that to help us in, in locating their case. Keep in mind that the expungement speaks to specifically the charges and if your case involves other charges outside of cannabis, outside of marijuana, that the expungement task force is not addressing that. We're limited and restricted to cannabis violation 
and as it relates to what would be uh, allowable under the new law. Based on recent comments by Housing Authority Executive Director Robert Graham and the recent filing of a lawsuit against the Virgin Islands Water and Power Authority, we reached out to Government House Director of Communications Richard Mota for a response. Government House, we have a policy where we don't comment on matters before the court or any open litigation. And I unfortunately haven't been privy to Mr. Graham's uh, remarks, so I will refrain from commenting on those as well. However, I do want to make some clarifications with respect to these issues. Um, one, I, I want to start by saying that the administration, along with its unified command and the Water and Power Authority, take seriously the concerns with the water quality in St. Croix. And we are wholly committed to improving the quality of water within the island's public water system. While the elevated lead and copper issue and the brown water issue are separate matters, the administration, along with its unified command and WAPA, are addressing both with equal priority. The cause for the discolored water or the brown water is known, and actions to improve that water quality are underway. Some of the actions include changes to the current corrosion control treatment used to prevent corrosion and the presence of metal in drinking water and the replacement of ductile iron pipes to the water system. Going forward, we are going to continue to work with the EPA and have agreed with, with them on, that, on any data analysis of data to determine whether or not we have a widespread issue with lead and copper in the water system in St. Croix and that all of those tests moving forward to determine that will be following the EPA's standard protocol, which calls for testing at the customer's tap. So I just wanted to uh, make that important clarification between the distinction between the discolored water issue, the brown water issue, and the lead and copper issue. Director Mota further shared that FEMA staff are on island providing support to response efforts. St. Thomas residents in the Bovoni Nada area can expect an electrical power outage as WAPA will cut service on Friday, December 1st from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. During this time, the authority estimates that 552 customers on a portion of feeder 9C will be impacted as crew work to replace a broken pole. Given the scheduled outage, the Department of Education says the Bertha C. Bushalti Middle School and the Ivana Yudorikin High School will continue to operate on Friday, December 1st. The department received verification that the two schools will not be affected by the power outage. The Department of Public Works announced the completion of the Crumb Bay Water Island Dock Repair. We spoke with the department's commissioner, Derek Gabriel, on the completion of the project. I would say about 20, in late 2021, we had a town hall meeting, a virtual town hall meeting with the residents of Water Island. It was myself. Um, Jean-Pierre Orio, the commissioner of the Department of Planning and Natural Resources, and the governor, where we, you know, the residents had reached out to us about several things that they wanted to see repaired. And one of those was the commuter dock on in Crumbay. And one of the things that people don't realize is that the ferry route between Water Island and St. Thomas is actually recognized as one of our federal aid routes by the U.S. Department of Transportation. So as such, you know, the Department of Public Works does have a responsibility to maintain the land-based elements of that road. So whether it be, you know, providing the commuter dock for the residents of Water Island to traverse between the two islands, 
or you know finding ways to supplement and subsidize the ferry um, the ferry service that goes on between the two islands that's something that we've been looking um, looking into um, as the as the Department of Jurisdiction. Commissioner Gabriel shared that they had also completed much-needed infrastructure projects on Water Island. Well, say for the last like 12 months, we have been executing a paving project that was funded by FEMA, you know, to make repairs to several of the major roads in on Water Island. So we made repairs to um, the Honeymoon Beach Road, making that road more resilient. You know, if you're if you're familiar with that area, you know that after any major rain, um, we do get a lot of flooding in the Honeymoon Beach area. So we did make the roadway more resilient, making portions of it concrete and repairing that. Um, we made we made repairs to the road in Flamingo Bay, over and down road, and several other roads. In addition, we added drainage elements so that hopefully those roads will last longer. You know, make them more resilient, uh, more hardened. So yeah, it was great. You know, that project again, like I said, was funded by FEMA, and we were able to touch several of the roads on Water Island, which I know the residents were really happy to see. You are listening to the WTJX newsfeed. The St. John Records Bureau will be closed from Friday, December 1st until Thursday, December 7th. Reports can be obtained at the St. Thomas Records Bureau during that time. They are open Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. And normal business operations on St. John will resume Friday, December 8th. While construction continues at the new multi-level Cerro King Airport Parking and Transportation Center, the Virgin Islands Port Authority will no longer allow parking along the wall, curbside of the entrance of the airport parking lot, or along the fencing of the parking lot construction project. The no parking notice applies to the public, all local and federal government agencies, airport employees, contractors, and Port Authority employees. Anyone in violation will pay a boot removal fee of $125 or a towing fee of $200. The Junior Tri-VI, a subcommittee of the Virgin Islands Triathlon Federation, is holding their Jolly Junior Splash and Dash event this weekend. Teresa Harper, the race director, has the details. So this year's Splash and Dash event, it's a uh, swim run event, and it's open to kids um, ages 5 to 15 um, and racers of all abilities. So you don't have to be you know, on the dolphin swim team or a track star in order to compete. Um, it's just for fun and it's a holiday theme event and it's going to be held at Bungalows on the Bay, which is formerly Cheney Bay Resort. And it's this Sunday, December 3rd, and it starts at 8 o'clock. The event will be held rain or shine and from 7 a.m. to 7.45 a.m. There will be free on-site registration. Medals will be awarded to the top finishers in each age group and finishers' ribbons will be given to all participants. All participants get a, a free T-shirt and a goodie bag and snacks, and there's going to be a raffle prize and face painting as well. As we continue in the news feed, we turn now to our regional report. Venezuelan officials have said they will move ahead with a consultative referendum to decide the future of Esquibo, a large tract of mineral-rich territory, that it claims in a long-running dispute with neighboring Guyana. Vice President Delcy Rodriguez spoke at a United Nations hearing where Guyana requested the United Nations top court to order a halt to parts of the Venezuelan referendum vote that's being held this Sunday. The Esquibo region makes up two-thirds of Guyana 
and Guyana's legal team has called the consultative referendum a, quote, existential threat designed to pave the way for the annexation of the Esquibo by Venezuela. The court has not issued a decision, but even if it rules against Venezuela, President Nicolas Maduro intends to hold the election on Sunday and has used patriotic rhetoric to try to summon voters to the polls to answer five questions over the territory, including whether current and future area residents should be granted Venezuelan citizenship. The hearings are the latest development in a legal dispute between the South American neighbors that dates back to an arbitration award by an international tribunal in 1899 that drew the border between them. Guyana launched a case at the World Court in 2018, seeking to have UN judges uphold the 1899 ruling, with Venezuela arguing that a 1966 agreement to resolve the dispute effectively nullified the original arbitration decision. Frictions between the country have increased since 2015 as a result of oil exploration operations by ExxonMobil and other companies in offshore areas intersecting the disputed territory. In our final update on the news feed, meteorologist Eric Weglars has the territory's weather forecast. Here's the latest look at your short-term forecast for the Virgin Islands. I'm meteorologist Eric Weglars. It's mostly sunny this afternoon area-wide. There's the chance for a few scattered showers at St. Croix. Temperatures will hold in the middle 80s. Winds a bit stronger from the northeast at 15 to 20 miles per hour. Gusts as high as 25. More sun's expected at St. Thomas and St. John. Can't rule out a scattered shower near sunset. Temperatures are a bit warmer in the middle to upper 80s. Winds similar from the northeast at 15 to 20 miles per hour. Scattered showers will persist early tonight and give way to mostly cloudy skies after midnight. Lows fall back into the upper 70s at St. Croix. Winds from the northeast at 15 to 20 gusts as high as 25 at St. Thomas and St. John. Similar deal, scattered showers early, then mostly cloudy skies after midnight. Lows will fall back to near 80. Winds from the northeast at 15 to 20 miles per hour. And Friday future sunshine with increasing clouds and scattered showers in the afternoon at St. Croix. Temperatures similar to what we see this afternoon in the middle 80s. At St. Thomas and St. John, sunshine will also give way to increasing clouds through the afternoon and scattered showers as well, mainly at sunset. Temperatures will hold in the middle to upper 80s. That's the latest look at your short-term forecast. I'm meteorologist Eric Weglars. We are at the end of today's WTJX News Feed. I'm Marcelina Ventura Douglas. Join me every weekday at 5 p.m. If you haven't already, be sure to download the WTJX app. And if you missed a part of our news, you can listen to it on demand wherever you get your podcasts.